You're about to listen to an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, which comes to you free every single week over on geekinthecity.com. If you enjoy helping us keep this show free, and I know you do, pop on over to patreon.com forward slash geekinthecity, where we have all kinds of levels that get you some fantastic awards and benefits. But if you can't help us out there, just please share this show over on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And as always, our opening and closing theme brought to you by nerd rock group Megathruster. And now, let's get on with an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. One, two, three, four! It's been a long, long week. Why don't you spend some time with geeks? So many issues today into which we must delve. Talk about the stuff that makes you scream and shout. Hit the red alert, we're going more factor 12. Thanks for pressing play. Now we're gonna save the day. Alright! Hello! Welcome to issue 544 of Geek in the City Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Duran. I'm one of your other hosts, Rita. And I'm your other host, Cable Hashitani. What's shaking, everybody? Oh, I ate too fast. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you put that shit down. You, you don't know how much now? there was. Oh, wait, Bean, before you get angry, I'm going to pose for a picture. Because uh, I have I all four of you grouped together, so it'll be perfect. Gotcha. I'm like, and, pose how? And <laughs> that's like that. <laughs> and speaking of all four, we are also joined by our special guest, uh, Nate Ailing. Hey, we had him on thanks. the show before. It's almost hey. like a it's like a mini accidental housewives reunion. A little bit, yeah. It's been a little uh, bit. It's, uh, crazy, crazy. Yeah, Dan Keelan, good to see you. Um, <laughs> just you know kidding. What? I'm gonna get emails now. Like, oh, I didn't know they were back. anybody who knows anything about this show both know that dan clark and keelan king died tragically on a battleship (laughs) keelan was resurrected in vancouver is that what they call that yes (laughs) yeah the same thing happens in dark i believe the term is banished (laughs) same thing happens when you die in bloodborne you you uh you regen in vancouver gotcha (laughs) right no it sounds that sounds like not what I want. Yeah. How's everybody doing? How's this week gone, such as it is? Well, I watched a person this morning um, have some sort of an episode where they took off all of their clothes and ran around in the street naked for a moment before putting on some of their clothes and then get on the line eight to OHSU. That was how my morning started. I just want to say that I was nowhere near Old Town this morning, so it was not me. No. <sighs> this time. This time. Anyone you who can't knows prove me, otherwise. Anyone who knows me knows that they are never going to find me running around naked anywhere, ever. The shame is too deep. <laughs> and even your own home? Uh, no, not really. Nope. All right. Yep. I'll just go from quickly from room to room to get dressed. Like, out of the shower. That's so the, you're... That's, you're a never nude. No, I'm not a never nude. Oh, do you don't you don't wear your towel to the bedroom? No, no, I don't do that. Well, I wear my towel to the bedroom. 
I do. Well, it depends. Sometimes I don't want to have to bother with taking it back to the bathroom later. No, no, I'll I'll go into the bedroom after drying off all all naked and whatnot, but I don't mm-hmm. roam around the house. I didn't say roam around the house. I said you, sometimes people keep their towel on, go into the bedroom, take the towel off, get dressed immediately, you know, and then you got to drop your towel back in the bathroom so it can hang because it's still damp. Yeah, no, I don't do that. I just hang it up immediately after having the after having the dry scrub it. Well, then I guess you're not that full of shame, then, are you? I guess not. Well, Cable mentioned not even around the house, and it made it seem like I'm just like, hello, tis my home. I should let things breathe freely as the good lords intended. I don't like, judge, man. I'm just asking. I mean, the main reason why I wouldn't do it is, A, I don't always remember if I've closed all my blinds, and you guys know that I have that giant front window. Uh, and yep. also... But, but the, your, your, your front yard is like a hill, so people can't really see that oh, far they, into your house from the street. Oh, yes, they can. Yes, they can. Yes, they can. No, they it's can't. Not, yes, they can. I know because I can look into my window from the street. Yeah, I've never... looked into your window from the street many times. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> and I can never see, I can't see, I can barely see into the living room. Yeah, but you usually do it from the car, right? Yeah, well, but no, you're also bean sized. walking up to your house. That's true, I you're mean, weak. You're like I don't a know, bean. Like, what's like, what's like a fi- another five to 12 inches of height is going to give you that much of an advantage into looking into Aaron's living room window? I, I'm just yeah. saying, I, I can see into my window really easily from the street. Oh. Especially if you're across the street. Maybe you just want it more. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but the other, let's just go down this road. The other reason why is the, that is the window in our kitchen. It doesn't have a curtain on it. And I wouldn't mind kind of walking past the kitchen naked really quickly back when it was um, the circus house people that lived there. Because they were like no judgy and they were always naked like all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, but now there's like a divorced father and his like nine-year-old daughter. And she likes to read right by the window that looks into our kitchen. So I just don't need. Yeah, you don't want to get into you that don't. conversation. Nope. Not even accident. I don't even want, like, I don't want the dad to like see me outside when they say, hey, look, I know it's your house, but just FYI. So I don't do it. There it is. Aaron's Naked Talk. I hope you all enjoyed that. This is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it happens. That's that's all I have to say about that. That's all that matters anymore. Just people deciding if they're going to get dressed or not. Uh, I think looking through your windows is the thing that's officially on my list if I ever get out of this fucking house. Well, make sure you keep it with that mask. <laughs> it's not oh, a yeah. mask. It's a moisturizer. Mask. It's a moisturizing mask. I guess. <laughs> if you want to put your emphasis on that syllable, then fine. And they are right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're also not wrong. I mean, fine. See, there's, there's the housewives. That's the housewives right there. <laughs> the, the cable out of nowhere always correcting everybody. Yeah. That's Nate, what I do is. like how Norm calls it. No, it's a dollar store Patrick Bateman cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, there we go. There's a... Uh, Sex says this can be our new uh, our new weekly weekly segment. Peeps in the city. Oh shit! Look, I'll set up a Venmo account if I will say like, all right, every day from this time to this time, I will just strut in my living room. The more you pay, the more you pay will determine what I'm wearing. I mean, if you pay enough, I'll just walk around in my Starfleet robe. 
the Aaron Duran drive through is something that could easily be monetized and regulated. Yeah, I'll uh, talk to the guys. Completely the specifications. Yeah. Now I want peeps. <laughs> Do you actually like peeps, Cable? That's a hard question to answer. That's a I, long pause for saying, oh, I want peeps, but that you don't think you like them. I, I willingly buy them and I willingly eat them. I don't know if it's because I like them or I've just become addicted to them. All right. That's, that's no, fair. that's that is a legitimate answer. I yeah. uh, I say, oh my god, I love peeps, but really I can only eat like two of them, and then I'm good for the for the rest of the year. I've, oh, good god! I when I say I can only eat two of them, I mean boxes. Okay, yeah, you have a problem. <laughs> that is a wow. lot of peeps. No, okay. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever, fi- I, as an adult, I don't think yeah. I've ever finished a package of peeps. I don't I think have, as an adult oh. I've ever met an adult who actually liked peeps. I, Most I, people hate them. They think they're awful. I, I am one of those people, so, but. Uh, uh, I know of a small conclave of us that are, that are good with peeps. <laughs> so, yeah, you're, I, I you're believe wrong, I have been but... requested by one spouse to never reveal where I'm currently getting peeps to the other spouse. Otherwise they will just, and the other spouse will just go, yeah, make sure I need like six packages. And I'm like, you got, I got it. I got you. Manju, get off the desk. So I've never had a peep once in my life. What? I don't have a desire to. So. Cause everyone tells you how bad they are. They ruined it. There's just shitty marshmallows, right? Covered in sugar. Yes. Yep. See, I don't like marshmallows unless I'm having a s'more. Oh, well, now, now here's where the other uses of peeps can come in handy, especially right. when you get like the uh, seasonal peeps. Um, marshmallow, the, the snowman peeps at wintertime yeah. are great to throw in a cup of co- hot chocolate. Okay, I can see that. But then you're not eating a peep anymore. You're just letting a marshmallow melt in your hot chocolate. But what's really cool is all the, like, they, <laughs> to they watch mark them out die. the... Manju, Manju. <laughs> really? Now brought to you with more Manju butt. Jesus. You just stopped for like a full minute. It's like, this is what it's like living with this cat all the goddamn time. All it's the most goddamn. cats. Or just Except cats. For mine. My cat wants nothing to do with me. <laughs> My, Manju wants less to do with me and more I'm sitting here so she's going to, you know, interact with the entire space. Right. Um, what happens when the <laughs> the snowman melts away is the little face pieces and the buttons are still sitting there on top of the hot cocoa, so it it's kind of creepy. <laughs> oh, that's odd! Like the what? Like killing? Like when like the judge dies from Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Uh huh. Very much <laughs> like that. All right, maybe I'll do that because I know like uh, some of the chat just said they also make s'mores flavored peeps, but then like. Just make a s'more. No, I don't think they said s'more flavored peeps. I think the idea is use a use a peep to make your s'more. Yeah, yeah, I could be down for that. I'd give that a shot. But that, but I don't know. Can't you buy a bag of marshmallows for the same price as like a box of peeps? It's not the marshmallow. Isn't the point? <laughs> See what you've done. Now you've made Bean defend peeps. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I have like a, a sort of love relationship with the peeps. It's a love hate. It's and always no, I mean, going to be a love hate. No, no, it's not love hate. I don't think that's right either. I mean, like, like I said, I my statement is I love peeps. 
But I actually can only stomach so many of them because it's oh, it's a lot of sugar. It's a lot. It is. It's I, just sugar. But I the point is not the marshmallow. You can get regular ass marshmallows any time of year. Peeps True. are little chickies, little bunnies, and they're coated <laughs> in beautiful colored sugar. And they're sure delicious, sweet, delicious sugar bombs. All they right. also make them at Halloween and Christmas. They do, but that feels sacrilegious. And yeah. I think also Valentine's Day. Basically, yeah. any any holiday that centers around candy. Yeah, they're, they they're the Reese's of uh, yeah, they're the Reese's of the marsh, marshmallow well, candy world. It's just like every year, I buy a Cadbury cream egg, thinking that'll be the this will be the year that I'll like them. Oh yeah, I never do. No, I take one bite in and I'm like, ugh, ugh. and like it's just awful. It's just chocolate and sugar flavored cum. <laughs> Uh, I find most of the novelty holiday uh, candies revolting, uh, but uh, I'd kill for a Reese's egg. Oh, mm. man. The Reese's egg and the Reese's pumpkin are the best because you get the best ratio of peanut butter to chocolate. We've mm-hmm. had this discussion many times. Yeah, it's important stuff. Uh, and then Cadbury makes the rotten Cadbury eggs around Halloween. I thought maybe those will be different. They're not. What? They're just, no. they're just colored green. Oh, there's nothing else. About I got so excited for a moment there. Cadbury eggs are another thing that I used to go apeshit for as a kid, but uh, I, I don't think I could finish one whole Cadbury egg at this point in life. Scott Daly loses his mind over Cadbury eggs. The moment he sees the first one appear around Easter in a store, he has to buy it. And he will like shame shove that in his mouth so fast. <laughs> <laughs> like years and years ago we brought we found out about that like the whole thing and w- at once he, just, he goes he takes one big bite and it's freaky you actually see him go mm. Un- oh i thought you were like, gonna say unhinge his jaw no no he's not a snake um but one year we bought like a box of them and put like six in front of him on the show and he was like no like you could not eat them he's like no i can't i <laughs> no. have to <laughs> yeah Ooh. Yeah, I I think as far as Cadbury candies go, I'm more of a fan of their solid chocolate uh, candy-coated Robin's eggs. Yeah, the Robin's eggs are good. Oh, yeah. Those are crack. Are those the ones with the malt something? No, No, those are Whopper. Oh, yeah, those are called the Robin's eggs. I forget what the Cadbury ones are called. Those are disgusting. It's it's got a shell, but it's chocolate on the inside. Yeah, solid chocolate. Solid chocolate. So good. I ate far too many bags of those this year. Oh, man. Well before Easter. I got a mad sweet tooth right now. Yeah, you guys are killing me. I didn't before, but now I do. You could uh, you could sate that uh, desire for something sweet with maybe a little bit of cider. Ooh. That's true, but right now I have to finish a beer. Oh. Well, I can't help you. I've been, I've been supporting other places, too. This one is just, uh, I mean, it's, it still counts. It's old town, so it's fine. Sure. Uh, it's it's only me in the booze department and you know in this house so i can all, i can't i can't really spread out the love the way i might otherwise you gotta i know like i haven't bought any liquor i mean it's a good thing we don't live in the same house quarantine we'd both be dead oh yeah we, they would just find us like at the like at the foot of the you know stairs at least here i like i have this like on how do I phrase this? It's not like I'm being shamed for drinking, but I or judged, but I feel like I don't want to be the only one drinking every day. Right. Sure. 
I mean, I'm always the only one drinking in this house, but to be doing, to be, to say that every day is like, ah, now I feel bad. No one's judging me. I'm judging me. So I'm trying to like pace it out. Some, some days are better than others. Yeah. I have that problem too. Like I'll have too much one night and feel like crap the next day. And I'll like talk to Jen. I'm like, uh, I had too much last night. I probably should, you know, be good today and not have anything. Instead of her saying like, that's a good idea, honey. I get a, eh, <laughs> where are you going to go? I'm like, well, I have things to do. And she's like, eh, okay, that's good. Okay, you still get worked on every day, right? Yeah, but it is definitely better when I am not, I get more done when I'm not hungover. That's true. Yeah, just basically if I'm too hungover, the day doesn't start till like two or three. Mm. Like, and that's when the power comes. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I'm human. And then I'll start to like write and I'll think, you know what I need is I need a beer or cider with this. I can't write sober. The anxiety and self-doubt is just far too strong. I have to numb <laughs> that shit. I, I feel like that's true of nearly every writer I know. Yes. I have had these discussions with writers. Yeah. Yep. That's why the only kind of two writers I know are the ones that still drink and the ones that are like celebrating three years of sobriety. Like there's no middle ground. Nothing in between. Nothing in between. There's really not. No, there's a writer (laughs) that kills a bottle of scotch like every four days. And there's the one that's like, I just got my four year chip. (laughs) I think it's just a genetic crapshoot. Bukowski, crazy drunk. Tom Clancy, sober three years. Yeah. Yeah, I don't judge either of them. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> mm. I was in this role-playing game one time with some with some writers, and you could tell that a couple of them were ex-smokers that they had quit smoking years before. Because when they got to the moment in the like in the adventure where they describe their character lighting up a cigarette, they spend like five minutes. <laughs> like even in a game, like my character takes a cigarette out of her pack of marbles and rolls it between her fingers and <laughs> smells the tobacco and can already taste them on her lips. And she takes out her lighter and the, the butane fills her nostrils. I'm like, oh, that's someone who misses a cigarette so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Um I find it very hard to watch Mad Men. That is cigarette pornography. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they Beautiful all look cool. People smoking slowly. Yeah, it's sexy. Oh, God. Oh, it's yeah, also yeah. Like, it was, um, uh, it's so also hard. like in, uh, uh, in uh, the West Wing, there's that episode where, what's his name, who's the recovering alcoholic, and someone offers him a glass of Johnny Walker Blue. And the way he like that guy describes the sound of like the ice hitting the tumbler, the scotch pouring in, hearing it splash around. Um, someone at, like it was at an interview, like someone asked Sorkin, they're like, how did you write it with such detail? And he said, only an alcoholic can write about. He's like, because I just channeled everything I missed. He's like, and I had to like write that scene and walk away and realize like, nope, still addicted. Gotta, gotta walk away ouch oh, that's rough but he knew he was like he's like no only an alcoholic could describe having a drink sound that way <laughs> so there you go just a little bit deep, of fun deep and familiar longing uh-huh yeah wow uh yeah i never not want a cigarette ever 
It's horrendous. I, uh, yeah. I was down to one cigarette a week before all of this. Oh, God, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> think, think about those poor bastards who just quit drinking. Oh, God. Oh. No, don't rub your face on the microphone, cat. That's an important lesson for all, I think. I used to follow a girl on Instagram who would lick Teslas. Like the The, cars? The car? The car. Interesting segue. Yeah. Oh, shit. I I am not in a state to accurately describe the greatest Instagram account. Uh, She's the snake psychic. Wait a minute. What? Uh, Yeah, she's the snake. Uh, Give me a sec. And she would lick Teslas? Yeah, she licked Teslas. That was her whole I mean, she, thing. She stopped. No, no, no. She does vastly more. Um, she's got like a giant ball python. Uh, absolutely amazing. What's her name? Snake Charmer. Oh, I don't know. See, I'm not in a place to be able to... There we go. Channeler. Snake Channeler. <laughs> Seth Neilrich. Let's see if I can get it up on the screen here. That is so weird. I mean, I guess, I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, she, yeah, there we go. Oh, we're allowed to do this, right? Yeah. What? Uh, so oh, anyway, uh, actually, oh. the, I what got into What is she into doing her... to those peeps? <clears throat> <laughs> None See, of this has I... anything to do with Teslas, you guys. See, what did I tell you about eating, getting paid to eat food? Yeah, but I don't look like that, so. And she's not eating that food. She's doing everything but eating that food. I mean, it's one <laughs> way to get it in your body. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I know. Not no t- no Teslas. Oh wait, is that one behind her? There's well, one I mean, this her. is this is yeah. You gotta wait pre, uh, uh, but, you know, pre pandemic. But why does she lick them? Uh, it was just her thing, man. Unlimited upgrades. Oh, look how ahead of the curve this girl is. This is on March 15th, and uh, she's already wearing a mask. Uh, So her whole thing is, uh, yeah, she got Lyme disease, so she's actually terrified of any kind of infection, you know, pre-existing conditions come in a lot of different forms. So she licks inanimate cars when she she finds them. she did. I mean, you got to keep going back. uh... (laughs) Well, that one photo shoot looks very cold. (laughs) She looks cool uh, a lot of the time. A yeah. lot of her stuff is shot by a photographer named Miss Pris, who did, uh, uh, if you ever watch, uh, follow any of the metal-esque stuff um, with Dee Dee Pepper, they did a whole shot in a, uh, in a basement. It was kind of basically looked like a, like a rock and roll basement. It was one of the most beautiful setups I'd ever seen. Uh, so I followed her and then, yeah, I found my way to the snake channel and she's a, uh, she gives uh, like psychic readings. Unlock your unlimited upgrades. See, Bean, you got to find some kind of talent. I don't have any talents. Well, neither do psychics. They just make it. Or no, let me take that back. All my talents are boring. You want a spreadsheet? I'll make you a spreadsheet. Tell them you can read the dried beans and you're a. That's racist. You're a. (laughs) No, you're a a legumancer. Legumancer. You're a legumancer. Legumancer. Yeah, there you go. See? (laughs) Or it could be like, oh, the ancient art. We would tear up a tortilla right. and throw it, and you have to read the tortillas, like tea leaves. So no, no, no. What you do? Screen. <laughs> uh, generally, it's Aaron, but that was a share screen moment. Um, 
No, no, no. What you would what you would do is you would get you'd have to this you have to use a um a gas uh, gas range for this. Okay. But you you grill the tortillas and then you read the burn markings on them. Like like tea reading. There you go. That's a good one. You must pick the tortilla because that way it's called to you. And then I will read the burn marks. Terrible. <laughs> this is weird and racist. Yeah. I just, just get a sock puppet and talk the sock puppet. Yeah, work for Shirley Lamb, whatever her name was. Done, right? It's not racist if you're making money off yourself. That's true. That's it's a whole new world, man. You got to make your money where you can. <clears throat> <laughs> Like there were 16 things that I wanted to respond to there and I just, or 16 different ways <laughs> I wanted to respond and I'm just, I, I got nothing. It's all chaos, man. Just do what you can. Uh, <laughs> how's everybody else doing? That was a strange, even for this show, that was a weird segment. I blame Nate. That was fantastic. <laughs> it was good shit. I mean, up until uh, we started reading uh, Tortillas, but... No, that's oh, that's where, that's where things took I just took don't the wrong like you turn. making fun of my tortilla reading. Like it's that's the big thing is That's where it went off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> well definitely, definitely not when we pulled up Instagram. No. So one of the reasons why <laughs> apart from the chaos of having Nate on is that a, like a week ago I stayed up way too late and watched uh Trek with uh he and his wife and my best friend, one of my best friends, Becca. And then Nate went off this tear about Jonathan Frake's career that made me laugh. And I was like, this would be a good idea for the show. <laughs> That's how I always get on Aaron's show. <laughs> Aaron wants Star Trek. He drinks. And then two weeks later, <laughs> voila. Boom. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get You're to that. You're not wrong. Yeah, we'll get to that. But the other thing we talked about is uh, with since Diamond is no longer shipping new books which means the odds of you having new books in your subscription box are slowly dwindling and getting smaller and smaller. There are still plenty of evergreen titles out there that we could recommend people could read. Well, this is a perfect time to take a little break here and thank our sponsors through this quarantine event. Of course, Bridge City Comics. You can order their books right now at bridgecitycomics.com. Michael and Merrick have set up an online shop where you can take a look at the stock that they have um, uh, in the store still. And you can either uh, set up curbside pickup, which they do from a very safe, like eight feet away, or you can set up a mail order system. That way you uh, help keep comics running and you still give yourself something fun to read. And in fact, we've got some titles coming up in the next segment that you might enjoy. In addition to Bridge City Comics, Guardian Games is still doing curbside pickup as well. They've got an amazing system in place to keep everyone safe. If there is a board game or role-playing game or even like miniature painting supplies, I'm going to paint one of my Star Trek ships and I needed some new paints and they hooked me up. They, uh, You ask what they have via email, they respond to you. And then if they have it, they'll give you a price and then they will call you and you give your credit card information over the phone. Uh, yeah, only credit cards, no cash, no checks. It's all about limiting contact right now. And uh, they will they will hook you up. Make sure that you can have some good distracting pastimes while we sit this out. And speaking of pastimes, um, a special shout out to uh, Rev Nats, who not only is one of the reasons why the show sounds so good right now during this event, as he loaned folks uh, special USB mics, but he is also keeping us well lubricated. That was an awkward way to call it. 
But uh, uh, yeah, Revnats is doing delivery of cider as well as beer from Old Town Brewing. So uh, if you are craving some delicious beverages, make sure you check out revnats.com as well. Or just go to the Revnats site. It'll pop right up there and you'll figure out a way to order it. Also with limited physical contact. No physical contact. None at all. For that is the world now. Speaking of which, let's get back to our comic nerdy world right now. Uh, there has been a on Twitter a uh, a movement called uh, "New to You Comic Book Day." Oh, that's cool. Instead of new, instead of new comic book day, it's new to you. Um, sorry, I was looking for the. Let me explore the hashtags. It's called "New to You." Yep. Uh, NTYCBD. New to you comic book day. Um, oh, okay. So it's essentially an opportunity for comic fans to go, hey, I've been reading this for a while. I don't know if everyone else has. Pick up this book. Let's take a look here. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I should, uh, I should jump in with my thoughts on that and start adding stuff in every minute. And, so, hmm, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. You got it better. Oh, I was just going to say one of the things you can do then is order from your our our friendly neighborhood sponsor, Bridge City Comics, who yes. has put um, put together an online store where you can buy some of these evergreen titles. Now, are cable are shops at all able to get restock? No. Or is it just like this is like once they're out, they're out of a title? Um, so both Alliance, uh, which is the game arm of Diamond, and mm-hmm. Diamond furloughed their employees today. Oh, fuck. Really? Yeah. Wow. So they're, um, with games, it was easy because we switched to the like 11 other distributors that we can get games from. Right. Comics, that's it. There's just Diamond. Doesn't Ingram handle graphic novels also? I don't know. I could have swore they did. Because I'm pretty sure places like Barnes & Noble and Paolo don't get their graphic novels from Diamond. No, they get them from... Um, I don't know where they get them from. I know they get some of their graphic novels from Scholastic. Right. Uh, yeah. I forget the name of the other company. I, I, know, I think I know what you're talking about, but I, I just yeah. don't know who it is. If you see me do this, it's because Manju demands being pet, and she's also shedding because it's warm. So, yeah, yeah I, I know, I know that, I know that move action. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Well, so, on on that note, what are um what are some uh, evergreen titles that you guys are looking at? Um, I'm going to start with this one because it it's that kind of year. <laughs> right ah, if you yes. have not read this book go read this book and then start plotting to overthrow your government um, this is in uh, on Bridge they do have this at Bridge City Comics on their essential reading list so who am I to argue with them that's true I'm grabbing in fact I, I try not to argue with Merrick as much as I possibly can because <clears throat> that way lies madness do you have any books me either one yeah, of you i grabbed a couple here any of so you. here's one of them 
um, the Starman series. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, uh, the one done by uh, uh, James Robinson and Tony Harris. The Starman mm-hmm. series was fantastic, um, and it's great because it's, it connects like Golden Age characters with modern stuff. It also had amazing crossovers. This one actually has an appearance by uh, Hellboy. Which was right. actually with Hellboy and Batman. I think they yep. all appeared together. So, hunt down the Starman stuff. They had them in single trades and then the bigger hardback omnibus stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he's, and I feel weird about this, um, even though Brian Wood is a deeply problematic writer, <laughs> uh, he still worked with really great artists and other storytellers. So, I don't want to discredit the whole title, but um, the book Northlanders that he did is. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're missing like that good, like you've you've watched The Witcher, you got burned by Game of Thrones, um, you've watched all the Vikings on the History Channel. Uh, Northlanders is a really great uh, series of Viking stories. That's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Brian Wood is a problematic person, um, yes, but he his comic titles are still solid. Fucker can write. I mean, that's the thing. It, it's yeah. Um, and then I have the demon, but really you can't go wrong by anything by Jack Kirby. It will feel kind of dated because you're used to more modern storytelling, but there's a reason why every comic book creator out there like bows to this guy, like Kirby <laughs> was and is the master and his entire run of the demon is all on one book. This is also where Clary and the witch boy first appeared. Yes. Yes. <laughs> super fun. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous stuff. Oh yeah, I, I have. I will. I will usually about once every year. I will read the demon. Um, it's just. It's just crazy. It's so much fun. Just Kirby drawing them big ass hands. It's great. Bean, what about you? You got some? Um. So I'm actually still try working through catching up on all my current stuff. Um. So I haven't really had much opportunity to sit down and like, or I, have, or I have to say I haven't wanted to start anything new mm-hmm. or reread anything uh, that I've already completed just because that's negligent of the stuff that continue well up until now has continued to pile up. But um, I know, I know Transmet, uh, Transmetropolitan has been right. one that a lot of people have been recommending as a, oh, like, yeah. oh, if you've never read this, now's the time. Uh, and that, that one I can definitely support because I, I did read that one in its entirety and, and highly recommend it. Transmetropolitan is required reading in every election year. Every election year. Which, which we are currently in. Yes. Yes, we are. Yeah. Um, Nothing but time. I think my, my biggest, my only gripe with Transmet is it, it, it's, it doesn't roll very fast. You got to read everything because mm-hmm. every, every title, every background, every, every word is a joke, is, is a reference, is something enriching it. Um, and it can be a slog, I think. It's, it's definitely not a quick read, but I mean, like everything is there to be appreciated. I don't think that there's much filler. So I, I don't necessarily consider it a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and then... Right next to that, uh, in my brain, I always I always lump the two together, um, only because I started I picked them up at the same time. Uh, but uh, why the last man, which I never finished, mm. and uh, I might just go ahead and start all the way over again with that one because uh, I hadn't made it terribly far in the overall series. Um, I'm also planning on reading Descender. That was I, fun. 
uh, well, I really enjoyed when we reviewed Ascender and knowing that it's they're connected, that made me remember, oh, you always meant to read Descender because you really liked those first couple issues. Uh, and it's an acclaimed series, so. Yeah. What's interesting is you, I mean, there'll be one or two caveats, but I don't think you can go wrong with anything from Vertigo's, Vertigo's older library. I mean, it may not be your mm -hmm. style, but I can't think of anything. I can't think of any like on like ongoing or maxi series Vertigo did that was bad. There were some that maybe didn't blow you away, but especially when uh, when Burger was running the show, like just there were no bad Vertigo titles. Nope. I mean, I mean, yeah, like I said, there may be some that weren't your style, but they weren't bad. Um, the Hellblazer run is amazing. Sandman's great. Uh, Why the Last Man. Sandman's on my list. Yeah. Why the Last Man, uh, 100 Bullets. Um, yeah. Uh, Ex Machina. I mean, they're <laughs> um, scalped. Like, Vertigo titles just go on and on and on. And they did a series... Mm -hmm. This was right towards the end of the Vertigo, kind of their big run. And it was kind of a bummer because no one read them. And I liked them a lot. Vertigo did a series of like smaller journal-sized crime books. They were all one-shot hardbacks. I have one of those, uh, Fogtown, I think. Yeah, and they were all different. They all had a different creator team, but they were all like hard, like they were all like serious, like detective novels. They would have different spins on them. Uh, we have Fogtown and the Executor. But yeah, yeah. it's a weird size. Yeah, they were fun. And I would always push them when I ran a TIFA and you just, no one wanted them. In a weird way, part of it was because of their size. I would literally hear like, well, it won't look right on my bookshelf. <laughs> I heard that so often running a shop. My books won't match. Are they leather bound books? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I must have leather belt that goes with the sofa. Although I, will, I do want to add really quickly, this isn't self-serving. I, I, literally, it's not. So the Lazarus X plus 66 trade in America looks mm -hmm. the size of a floppy. I was comped uh, the French copy of it. First off, it's hardback. It oh. has a soft matte finish, and it's the same size as the Lazarus hardbacks. Nice. It's like, why can't we do that in America? It's so pretty. The only weird thing is the way they put the title on the spine um, does make it look weird on my bookshelf. Mm. Yeah, what's the, uh, what's the Harry Potter DVD where they flipped it? For every Harry Potter DVD, the, the spine had it very, very exact, except for like fucking Goblet of Fire, they decided to <laughs> flip it around, put it at the bottom. I hate that when they do that. That would have been the year that they did it, yeah. Oh, oh God. Christ, just the absolute goddamn worst. I used to go to this website where graphic designers would re would make different DVD covers. So you could pull out the shitty paper one and you could put in this really nice like Photoshop creation or like, you know, artwork that they created. It had all the same information on the back. They just made it so that it fucking looked better. Nice. Yeah. Mm. Like I think my one for Event Horizon... Like, literally, it's just Sam Neill going, like, do you see? Like, on the cover. <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> uh, Nate, can you think of, like, some evergreen titles? 
Uh, yeah, actually, I'll go for something I did probably have in stores right now. Uh, 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 my wife picked up uh, Faithless by Azarello. Uh, I've heard okay. that one's really Studios. good. Yeah. yeah, it's a just a dirty, satanic, uh, very adult uh, uh, kind of take on life in New York. Its uh, first issue is drawn by Paul Pope. Wow, that's cool. Uh, gorgeous. Um, my wife got all the uh, uh, the variants. Nice. It's good stuff. It's all just absolutely fun, filthy, uh, vapid. Uh, about the, it's kind of his take on the uh, the art world in New York. Uh, Andy Warhol, maybe the devil. Uh, maybe the devil has a daughter, uh, and maybe this poor girl is having sex with both. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I had a really, really good time. It's definitely an, an adult title, so if everybody's going to get, uh, 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 you're going to get away from it. It's a fun little light read. Uh, the first go is five issues. Yeah. Uh, so it's easy to get through, and they say they're going to come back and do a part two. That's cool. Yeah. Um, in terms of like kind of fun adult stuff, if you want, um, I would also really, I, you could probably still get them. Is uh, the Sunstone series. Um, yes, it is never like it's the first series that has ever made like S and M culture incredibly sweet and charming and lovey, and also funny and funny and the art's gorgeous. Um, it's a great book. I love. Well, it's it. Stephen Sajak, right? Yeah, I I was reading uh, Sunstone on Deviant Art, where he was publishing it for free. Yeah, at I least think he still does. Yes, he does. About yeah. four years before the first book was published. Yeah, Sunstone is definitely worthwhile. Yeah, it's a and it's a, just a gorgeous title, and it just it it like, uh, yeah, it's it's like sexy, but you'll also be giggling at times because the main character <laughs> is is so naive, but in that really charming way. Yep. Um, God, I just had another one, and it completely just oh, um, if for some reason in these times you want to have a really good cry, you could read Blankets or Goodbye Chunky Rice. Um, <laughs> Those there, are both. There's also his <laughs> less talked about one, which I own, Habibi. Habibi. Oh, it I is always a wanted much to read that. Bigger book, though. It is a big read. It is. Uh, but it is also gorgeous. Yeah. That dude did all of that with a pen. Oh wow! And brush. Uh, yeah. This was years ago on Stumptown, and we had him as a guest. Um we had to go like pick up some stuff for him from his apartment. And he just had pages of Habibi just sitting out on his counter. And he's like, Oh yeah, I've been working on this forever. Do you, you want to see it? We're like, uh, sure. <laughs> yep. Um, Oh, sack. Uh, Kevin's got the Calvin and Hobbes collection. That's always solid. Mm-hmm. That's oh, a really yeah. great, that's a really great one to, mm-hmm. that's also a big chunk of reading. Um, so yeah, there's throw this one up there. I don't think I've read that one. So Bad Weekend is by the fo- uh, Brew Baker and Phillips. Uh, who oh, do, yeah. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. This is actually part of that series, uh, the criminal series. Is it new? Um, came out last year. It is set in the world of comic books. Like Bad Weekend refers to a bad comic convention read it it's pretty short comes in hardback um from image 
Also on Bridge City site. Nice to check that one out. Fan, huge fan. Manju, you're killing me. <laughs> uh, you're absolutely killing me here, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I'm also a huge fan of uh, Lady Killer. It's by Joel Jones. Yes. Uh, yeah, that uh, one's really good. You got there's two of those in that series. If you can get your hands on it, if, if the store's got it, otherwise, it most likely will true. have. Uh, yeah, her entire. Uh, the Catwoman run that she had just done. Uh, it was all right. When I mean, she eventually, she's now still writing it, but no longer doing the art. So, yeah. uh, but her stuff is absolutely phenomenal. She got to redesign the Catwoman costume for her run and it's mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer-esque. Uh, so you really can't go wrong. Uh, she seemed to pull from the best parts of several different people's designs of Catwoman and turned it into one costume. Yeah. Which I was really impressed with. Yeah. yeah. Did she get a design the wedding dress too? <clears throat> I think she did. I think she did. That was um, good shit. Some other books I would recommend for sure. There's a book that Oni put out a few years ago uh, uh, called uh, Petrograd. And it oh, is basically, it's yeah. so fun. It's a spy thriller, thriller set around World War One about the conspiracy to kill Rasputin. When members of the Bolsheviks and the British and the Queen's army conspire to try to kill Rasputin. Uh, Super fun book. Yep. Was that, it was illustrated by Tyler Crook. Is it, who is it written by? Uh, Philip Gillette. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've talked about this book a long time and also this other book I'm going to mention when I wrote for Newsarama and on this site. Uh, I'm still a huge fan of The Six Gun, also from, from Oni Press. Um, if you love uh, supernatural shit and westerns, like Six Gun is probably the best that we've ever done that. So <clears throat> it's fun. Who who doesn't love both of those things? Uh, <laughs> who doesn't yeah, love both of yeah, those Yeah, there's things? Kevin's got it right there. Kevin's got it. The Six Gun. Super fun book. Yep. And fun uh, role-playing game, mm. which you could probably order still from uh, from Guardian Games. It's a it's a Savage World setting, so I'm not sure. Yeah, the trick will be uh, again to to pull back the curtain a bit. There's some weird shit going on with Alliance, uh. and. So we don't, it's very questionable where we can get things right That's now weird. and whether or not things are still in print. Right. Um, Kevin just put up a copy of The Goon. The Goon's always fun. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Norm mentioned the, uh, you can pick up, actually you can pick up the first trade of Stumptown for like 10 bucks right now. Yes. This oh, is yeah. Yeah. So if you enjoyed the show, you can pick up, you can pick up the title. Oh, nice. That's cool, Zach. So, yeah, there's a lot of really good books out there. Um, I feel oh, bad. Come get off the desk. I went and dug up in uh, in my uh, my short pool box here at home uh, for a couple extra things, just because I, like I don't have them at arm's length like you guys do. But uh, Casanova and uh, oh, and yeah. Beasts of Burden are, are also in my like short list of things to finally read. Yeah, Beats of Burden's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, uh, if you want to cry a lot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard it's it's pretty uh, yep. emotional. But, I'm, yep. you know, I'm okay with that. I um, am obsessed with the idea of them, somebody getting their hands on the, like, CGI that they got for Lion King and doing uh, 
uh, oh god, what's the Baghdad book by Vaughn? Um, oh, the li- Pride of Baghdad. Pride, Pride of, of Baghdad? Baghdad? Jesus yeah. Christ. Why, do you want the entire world to be weeping at the end of that Just movie? Weeping. <laughs> Especially yeah. when you consider that's fucking based on a true story. Yes, it is a true story. Ugh, I can't even think about it. It's the Grave of the Fireflies of the Animal Kingdom. Oh, oh, man. God. And what is this called? Uh, Pride of Baghdad. Pride- Pride of Baghdad. It's based on the true story that when on Desert Storm 2, uh, Saddam Hussein opened, he just basically let all the animals loose in the Baghdad Zoo. And the quick and dirty is all about how like basically the lions had to be hunted down as they were trying to make a life outside of a zoo. Uh, Oh yeah, no, it's it's a beautiful book. It is not a happy read at all. Well, it's Brian K. Vaughn. I mean, <laughs> and he so alone... I guess that kind of gum, that comes as no surprise. <laughs> right. Um, oh, I feel God. bad we haven't mentioned many Marvel books that are good evergreens. Um, uh, I mean... I, I don't know if it's evergreen. I do think that um, the Soska's five-issue run, which is now collected in a trade on Black Widow from Marvel, is choice reading. It's it is good not for the faint of heart it is a it combines both of their their passions which is horror violence and um taking out sex offenders yep yeah that was really fun yeah uh, kevin mentioned for a lighter fare for marvel uh, the pet avengers is great it really is great the oh pet, yeah the pet offenders is like <laughs> legit a charming book uh, Norm mentioned Marvels. That's a fun one. Yep. Uh, they just they just turned all of Marvels into an audio drama on Stitcher. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Um, the Winter Did Soldier I, is a fun run. The the one that should always be mentioned and and should always be in print. Next Wave Agents of Hate. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I do not know this book. Oh my God! Oh, it is one actually, of you'd the, love it, Nate. It's one of the best books Marvel has put out in the past 40 years. Uh, Warren Ellis and, um, oh, God damn, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Stuart Eminem. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking gorgeous. And um, yeah. Like the penultimate episode, uh, issue is it, what? eight splash pages of them side-scrolling through this uh, essentially every mini boss in that they're taking out which includes a room full of Elvis impersonating Modox right it's just just brilliant yeah that one's so good um the entire run of Runaways is a lot mm, of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't know if it's still in print, but the... Uh, I feel bad. I don't remember who wrote it, but Chris Somney was the artist on uh, The Mighty Thor. It was their all-ages Thor book that was vastly superior to any Thor title they were putting out at the time. Wasn't that Mark Wade? Was it Mark Wade? That, I thought that, so. That makes sense. Uh, that book's amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, Yes. Yes, yeah, I and did it, see that. And it got and it got canceled. The story was it got canceled because Marvel Studios was calling the movie The Mighty Thor and they didn't want to confuse people. 
Oh. With the comic. So the graphic novel, the trade collection of the Mighty Thor actually has a separate, has a separate page that wasn't in the final issue. And it's Mark Raid basically wrote like as Thor giving a message for all the kids through the rest of time that the whole reason why this book existed was because they believed in the power of magic and heroism and doing what's right. And Chris Sonny drew it like it was chiseled into stone. And it ends with like, know that thou art all worthy to carry the hammer and be a mighty Avenger. And I'm like, oh God, it was so good. <laughs> yeah, it was. That was good stuff. Um, some of the older Marvel stuff. Well, you know what? Any of the Annihilation stuff that was... Um, Oh, why am I going blank on the two creators? The whole reason why we wound up getting uh, a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Yeah, um, Lanning and... Abnett and Lanning. Abnett and Lanning. Yeah, that entire Annihilation Wave series, which wound up in the end being like three years worth of stories. There was a time that the Marvel Cosmic stuff was the best thing Marvel was putting out that no one was fucking reading. Uh, you got the Guardians of the Galaxy over that. I. Uh, That's why that we got them, yeah. They finally re-released all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my wife, who hasn't read really any of that, I have the hardcover of the Thanos Imperative, which is basically like an epilogue yeah. to the Annihilation War. But she's like, that's really cool looking art. Can I read it? And I'm like, yeah, you're, I mean, you won't know really what's going on, but it's still a good story. Mm-hmm. She read it like in one night. She's like, that's really fucking good. Are all Marvel comics like this? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> the good ones are, though. Yeah. Um. I really liked Planet Hulk, which is basically just Hulk as the as Conan. It's all good stuff. Um, yeah, Wolverine, Enemy, of the State, John Romita, just giant size action movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, god, it's, the entire run with X twenty three is the new Wolverine, and her clone younger sister sidekick Honey Badger. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great. Oh yeah, and and their actual pet Wolverine. Right, that was an amazing title. Yes, amazing title. Um, Um, I read like the first two trades of it. Yeah, is that that's where it ended up? Fucking mm -hmm. great. Yeah, the where it ended up is they gave the mantle back to Logan. It's like, I'm sorry, Laura Kenny is still a better Wolverine than Wolverine was. Well, I mean, to the writer's credit, because basically it was Marvel that said you got to bring Logan back. Yeah. Like, even within his own title, Logan was like, you know she's better than me, right? Yep. She has all of my abilities, but has more control over her anger. Yep. She's a better Wolverine than I ever was. So, at least the writers got to acknowledge that. (laughs) Ah, that was such a good title. It was. Still is. Still is, yeah. Like, if you've never read it, go get it and trade. Now it's is the new, time. It's yeah. new to you. Um, I know is, a lot of people everybody... know... Oh, I'm sorry. Let's say, I know a lot of people know Hellboy through the movies, but a lot of people that watch his movies have probably never read a single issue of Hellboy. Now's a great time. There's like 14 Hellboy trades and like 12 BPRD trades. And then all mm-hmm. the weird mm-hmm. spinoffs. Like there's a few Abe Sapien trades. There's the Frogman trades. There's there's a Lobster Johnson. Lobster. If you like what you see in the first two Hellboy movies, that means you like the Mignola universe. So go find those books. You got a lot of reading there to do. Yep. And uh, Dark Horse, you can, if you're a local shop, 
is out and they can't get them through Diamond, I do believe Dark Horse will still sell direct because they are they work with Tifa. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, most shops Dark Horse will sell direct too. They just don't tell Diamond. <laughs> Allegedly. And uh, with with Marvel, can't you do full digital also? They do all have full digital. Yeah, they all to, have it. I used to have the Star Wars, and I would pick up the issues at Bridge City, but then I could upload. They would be a little. They have a little download code or whatever, and you could upload them all to your Marvel Comics account. Their reader was really nice too. Their online reader. Yeah, it was pretty comparable to um, Comicsology. Yeah. Although speaking of uh, like the Marvel stuff too, um, if you can, if you can hunt it down, I mean, I'm sure it's still out there, but the, uh, the Vader down. Oh yeah. Star Wars is mm -hmm. so good. Like basically if you like the last five minutes of Rogue One, that's an entire arc that is basically the last five minutes of Rogue One. See, I thought it was just Vader gets his own enemy of the state. Yeah. Like, you know, like just let him fight it. Just throw everything at it and make sure he wins at the end. And yeah. And promise you it'll look fun. Yeah. He has that kind of that Rorschach moment where they're like, you're trapped in here with us. And, you know, Vader's basically like, no, you're trapped here with me. What was it? A six part series? I think mm -hmm. so. Six part. And that's also where we got Dr. Um, Afra. Afra. Yes. I was, I'm really glad that I had not, I was still reading the Star Wars issues when that one came out. Cause otherwise I would have missed it entirely. Yeah. And I think she's canon. Cause didn't they say she's going to appear in the Mandalorian? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still don't. I know that the, the, um, there was a rumor at one point that it was going to be, um, God damn it. Um, Chloe from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. Yeah. But I don't know that... I think that was still rumored. I don't know that they ever solidified that. Chloe Wong Bennett, uh, Sack says. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh, um, yeah, she's also, like the, did she's we... a breakout star for S.H.I.E.L.D. Wait, did she start using her actual name? What do you mean? It, um, so she was, she doesn't exactly pass for white, but she wasn't using, um, any part of her Chinese name in her, uh, like IMDB credits. credits. Mm. Like she was just Chloe Bennett in order <laughs> to get that foot in the door because Hollywood is racist. What? I know, right? Shocking. <laughs> Oh, but while we're while we're on the uh, the Star Wars uh, slash Mandalorian topic, uh, did we already talk about Rosario Dawson coming in as Ahsoka? Yeah, I didn't want to bring that up because I I wasn't on the last episode, but that's that's pretty <laughs> badass. I can't remember if we discussed it or not. I know, I know that I, we did. I think there's a good mix of people who are excited, and then there are people who are pissed off that it's not. Um, what's her name? Now I'm blanking on her name. Ashley, Ashley Eckstein. Thank you. Eckstein. Yep. Is that the actual girl who does the voice? Yes. Yes. Of course so, it's not going to be them. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I know that there's oh, a lot shit. of... Rosario Dawson is 100% credited for The Mandalorian on IMDb now. Yeah. Oh. As and Ahsoka that's Tano for episode 2.1. I gonna just be in the first saw episode. a headline that said that it's actually not confirmed. 
Her he, Rosario Dawson, anyway. It's apparently re- confirmed. Um, I was curious. Uh, I was curious what your thoughts on that were, Cable, because I know that you are a big fan of Ahsoka, and I guess I'm not sure exactly how fanatical you are about Ashley Eckstein herself, but I know that for a lot of people, Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka, and she's like a, a very big, uh, what's the word, ambassador for Star Wars. She is. Um, she founded, like, from her work on Clone Wars, that helped her um, create and found her universe, which, which is, is a, you know, a boutique clothing company centered around um, Star Wars fandom and other fandom uh, for women who are fans of these things, because they're not being serviced by all of the, the fandom that just makes merchandise that thinks their demographic is still... 13 to 35 year old men men oh um, that's right she uh they her universe is the group that came out with that really awesome line of wonder woman athletic wear yeah. that uh i couldn't get my hands on and i was obsessed yeah. with um i like i'm sure they have their reasons um there are a lot of voice actors that just do not make the crossover to on-screen work mm. and that's how things are um but I would have loved to have seen like Ashley Exine has done cosplay as Ahsoka that is spot on. Um, I I think that she would have been like, I'm sure the people could say, Oh, well, you know, she doesn't, doesn't physically look the type or doesn't do this. It's like you're talking about an animated character and Marvel has proven time and time again that they will send anyone and everyone through uh, their own um, boot camp for training. Star Wars has been doing the same thing. Like Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill both had to go back through. Um, They just needed Harrison Ford to look like Harrison Ford. (laughs) Uh, But like Mark Hamill had to get in shape. Uh, Carrie Fisher had to get into shape. So, like, Disney is not above just going, yeah, sure, you can play the character. You're going to go do this for six months and so that you can physically do all of these things, and then we'll go and put you on. Well, and, you know, the uh, the Ahsoka character, you know, with Ashley Eckstein as the voice, originated when the character was much younger. What is the age of the character now in... Um, uh, for Mandalorian. She's There's... roughly, she's uh, given squishy timeline, she's still about in her 40s. Mm. So you, um, I think you want a more mature presence and I think uh, Ashley Eckstein definitely has a, a, more, a younger vibe. Uh, is she? She's also in her 40s. Is she really? Yes. She always seems super young to me. That's because she's tiny. Uh, maybe that's all it is. Um, yeah, I, it's weird. I know that like my first instinct is to be like, "Well, well, you should def- you should probably try to give that role to a person of color, but it's an imaginary race, so it's hard to bring race and uh, appropriate casting into into sure. the argument legitimately." Um, and I know yeah. that's but uh, mm-hmm. right. no, go ahead. Oh, so I know that uh, one of the arguments why she why Ashley Eckstein wasn't cast is because 
she's an experienced voice actress but doesn't have a lot of stage uh, experience sure. or set experience. But then I read that that wasn't true because Ashley Eckstein did eventually make a comment, a public comment about, you know, not being cast. Not, not being She's like, cast. I know how to act, guys. <laughs> <laughs> she was very, very diplomatic about it, but obviously she's disappointed. Yeah. I think part of it is there's been a few times where Dave Filoni has implied that whoever plays Ahsoka on in a live version, he never envisioned a, a white person playing her. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Rosario Dawson is, is bullseye as far as casting goes. Uh, in physical appearance, for sure. Holy and cow. she's an amazing actress. She's yeah, a goddamn I also, Jedi. I also I, think... Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, Ashley Eckstein is 39 and five foot two. Well, she's tiny, tiny. Oh, yeah. Yes. She, she, she's wee. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that Filoni's thoughts on that. It also is kind of why I'm still convinced one day uh, if we get Poison I live Poison Ivy, it's, it's going to be an African-American woman playing her. The comics have been slowly. Oh yeah, yeah. The comics and the animated stuff have been slowly kind of getting angry fanboys ready for like, you know what? We don't think Poison Ivy's white. I mean, yeah, she kind of green, but here you go. I am still absolutely shocked that Suicide Squad Two isn't just a Poison Ivy Harley Quinn movie. And <laughs> and how did you fuck that up? <laughs> um, probably because there's a separate. Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn movie coming. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a Gotham City Sirens, basically. Like, um, I believe that. Uh, why am I blanking on her name? Um, the actress uh, Margot Robbie Margot. has a five-picture deal. Um, some of them are already titled. Some of them are not. Um, some of them are on the production schedule. Some of them are not. But she's playing Harley Quinn in all five movies. Oh, yeah. yeah like absolutely she's she's taking that and going oh no like it's like i'm gonna robert downey jr this bitch i am harley quinn <laughs> right it's like yeah you kind of are you you pretty much are hi you were a very needy cat <laughs> <laughs> rosario oh, dawson's career started on sesame street really really yes uh, I she did kids she was a minor prop, in prop. 19... Yeah. She was uh, discovered as an adolescent on her front porch by two photographers. One of them... Huh. Weird. Weird. That's weird. Yep. Didn't know that. Wow. Hmm. I think the weird thing that I didn't know about uh, her is that she's currently involved with Cory Booker. Oh, yes. that's right. Right. <laughs> Cory yep. Booker. Governor of New Jersey. Oh, Senator from New Jersey. Ran yep. for president. Uh, he okay. also got caught sexting a, a dancer from Casa Diablo. Cory Booker did or Rosario Cory Dawson? Cory Booker. Well, whatever. He's single. I don't care. He's hip. Yeah, okay. As long as everybody's on the board by that, I don't give a shit. Who you sex, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> whatever. As long as, as Rosario's cool with it. Yeah, yeah that's whatever. I don't care. You know what? As long as it, you know, anyway. As long as shit still gets done in the country, I don't care what you do. 
Oh, um, I have I have bad news for you. Everything he said, but the exact opposite. Uh, I I do find it odd that uh, the outside of Pedro Pascal and Rodario Dawson for the first episode of season two of The Mandalorian, the other actor that's um, credited is Michael Bean. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah, in yeah. it. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, uh. The funniest thing happened. I was uh, I decided to take a second and actually look into a couple of these Frakes movies, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I had been mixing up the word uh, the movie uh, Clock Stoppers and the movie Mastermind uh, the entire time. I've never seen Clock Stoppers, which actually uh, stars Michael Bean. Uh, I've been thinking it was a movie Mastermind, which is basically uh, Vincent. Uh, Carhouse from Mad Men as a child versus Patrick Stewart. Uh, die Hard at a prep school. Um, like James Bond Jr. version of uh, Toy Soldiers, which is another movie that people should definitely rewatch because it's fucking weird. Toy Soldiers, um, this is a little dark. Toy Soldiers box office was hurt because that came out the same weekend as Columbine. No. Yes. Really? Yeah. No, no, no. Toy Soldiers came out in like '92, because Will Wheaton's in it. Wait, uh, are we confusing? I think uh, we're yes. confusing uh, movies. Uh, no, Toy Soldiers. Uh, you're thinking Small Soldiers. I'm thinking Small Toy Soldiers. Soldiers. That's what I'm thinking. The, Everybody. The yeah. Will Wheaton. Uh, who else is in it? Is it Stephen Dorff? Yeah, you're right. Small Soldiers is the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's baby. It's a baby. Well, since you brought up Clock Stoppers. Do we want to transition to, into your Frakes rant that we kind of was inspired to bring you on for? <laughs> uh, yeah, because you got me for like five minutes and then I got to put a baby to bed. All right, that's fine. <laughs> that's not a euphemism. Right. I got to put got to put the old baby to bed. I got to burp until he pukes. Uh, the usual. Yeah. yeah, there we go. So yeah, that was the, the weird thing is I realized I actually had not seen Clock Stoppers. Uh, as a movie, uh, I, I watched the trailer, uh, and Michael Bean is the bad guy. Man, so uh, that was just one of many like bad luck movies that Frakes has been involved in as a director. I think. Well, I kind of break broke it all down too because there, there's four movies. The entire filmography of Frakes is four movies. It's First Contact, Insurrection, then he moves on to his Clock Stoppers, which is Paramount teaming up with. Uh, with Nickelodeon Pictures, uh, and then he ends it over at Universal doing uh, uh, their big budget take on Thunderbirds, uh, and then he's done. Thunderbirds is the one that put him out. Which there was there was no world where that was going to be a hit, no matter who directed it. Nobody who who wanted to make that movie. Who was it for? Uh, it's something where I would uh, I keep liking it to. Uh, Dick Tracy. It's like like to put these people for this particular property together and then put this much money into it for this particular audience who does not give a fuck about it. Uh, you know that's what Thunderbirds is. I mean, it's it's British British puppets, <laughs> but this time starring uh, fucking what's his name Hudson, uh, Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton, got, uh, Ben Kingsley. Uh, who who actually isn't in the movie? It's mostly kids, uh, and that's the the take with uh, with Thunderbirds is that it was just Universal trying to cash in on all the 
the Spy Kids stuff that came out. Like, we could put a bunch of kids and make an action movie out of it. Kids are cheap. Yeah, but the thing that Paramount forgot is that Robert Rodriguez made Spy Kids for like five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And Spy Kids has got a lot of heart. Yeah, it uh, does. Oh, man. Even the sequels have it. Like, eventually, Ricardo Montalban has a transforming wheelchair. That's right. Ricardo Montalban is in those? Yeah, yeah. He's, the un- he's their uncle. Oh, I don't know. I think I saw maybe saw the first one, maybe. He's their uncle. Danny Trejo is... He's another uncle? He's another uncle, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was... I, while they were my kids what gave us um, Machete? Uh, no, that was no. Uh, okay. same guy, but you know, it's the same right. thought process. He took all his like uh, slashery, you know, schlocky B movie stuff, and he made this three actually legit uh, kids movies. Stallone is the bad guy in the last one, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> huge fan, uh, but that's the one that put him out. The biggest, oh, really sidetrack here. So, Robert Rodriguez has said that, um. So he is called uh, Uncle Machete in Spy Kids. Oh, what? And Uncle Machete. He's, that's okay. his name in Spy Kids. But Rob Rodriguez has said that they are the same characters, but that Machete and Spy Kids are alternate dimensions. So basically, Uncle okay. Machete, it's the Mirror Universe version. Ah, uh, okay. That, <laughs> he's, he's super that makes nice. sense. That, that, that clocks, you know? Mm-hmm. Thunderbirds <laughs> also stars Jeannie Francis, which is Jonathan Frakes' wife. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the only thing that it got big is uh, Vanessa Hudgens is in uh, is in Thunderbirds. That's kind of her first uh, starring role before she went over to Disney and and did uh. all the High School Musical movies. Basically, th- that audience would go balls deep into High School Musical because they absolutely <laughs> did not want Thunderbirds. Imagine a world where both of those are flipped and like everybody's just like fucking Thunderbirds and singing the Thunderbirds song. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't remember anything about this movie. Nobody does. No, Thunderbirds. Nobody does. Wow. Um, and I remember they tried to get the kids to watch it because on the trailer they use Blur Song Two, <laughs> which was already used better in the Starship Troopers trailer. Ah, uh, it'll always be my Blur Song Two. <laughs> which one? Starship Troopers uh, uh, trailer. Ah, that's still a great movie. Still holds up so good. So well. Powerless. I mean, uh, Vanessa Hudgens, anybody watch the uh, the Rent Live? No. No. Uh, it was an absolute clusterfuck. The, uh, one of the leads broke his leg uh, right after the uh, the dress rehearsal and they had to uh they had to kind of play the dress rehearsal and this is where the theater kid thing comes into it uh everybody is really like half energy everybody they brought in all like the tv stars and stuff vanessa hudgens brings 110 percent, and she's the only person who is slightly watchable in it she <laughs> is perfection uh, uh the actress they got for angel is uh 25% energy, and this is a character that's supposed to be the heart of the show. And that's my... And those are my beliefs on Rent Live. I've been holding that in for a real long time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to smoke a cigar now. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Man. 
I just went oh. down the, that weird Spy Kids rabbit hole. There's nothing more <laughs> awkward than watching the first Spy Kids and then like going down IMDb and seeing um, Alexa Vega in Machete Kills. That just is not mm-hmm. something you're great <laughs> ready to do. Is that the daughter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just not ready for that, that weird mind shift. I mean, I know everyone grows up. You're just, you don't expect to see it in one movie. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. It was like the night that I had watched Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back that opens with that really young Harley Quinn in like the stroller. And then oh, for yeah. some reason I popped in yoga hosers afterwards and I'm like, well, this is fucking with my brain a lot. Uh, yeah. nice. I think I actually tweeted Kevin Smith that and he replied like, you're fucking telling me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Frakes is kind of getting a resurgence now. You know, Absolutely. If anybody back into it, it. Uh, it's and, pretty much he just needs to direct Star Trek. That's yeah, yeah, and that's what I was kind of my my whole takeaway from his his style was uh, they call him the you know it's, it's the two takes breaks which two one is breaks. now a buckless item I want to yell across the room Mister Two Takes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so two, here's my two takes on breaks. Uh, <laughs> it's my that's my own podcast. The, uh, is the reason Enough. he's able to do two takes is because that cast is so good. Uh, they don't have to uh, he right. can set it up. He knows that these ca- people, these particular group of actors know the characters so well that he can do complex camera shit because he knows that they can just push their way through it. Right. Uh, and that's, that was the, I'm like, yeah, that, that's how he's able to kind of pull that off. With, <laughs> uh, with First Contact, he's able to, you know, get really, really close by also making it feel really, really big. Uh, and, and the the saddest part is insurrection, where he turns into. Uh, I think it fails on absolutely every front. Uh, insurrection fails at the script level. Oh god! And then from then there was just no fixing it. None. Um, Nothing in tone. Size. I've talked about it before. If you can hunt down Michael Pillar's uh, wife, sells it, but it's very expensive. But she sells a hard copy about all his notes during insurrection that also includes his original script. Yeah, it's, which is uh, basically Heart of Darkness. Uh, Data is like Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse Now, and the the crew has to go hunt him down. And in Insurrection, his script Data dies at the end, as he should. Yeah, he just he yeah Data is end up has to be he has to die at the end of that one to to save everybody. There's no science fiction in it, and that's that's what drives me nuts. Like the idea of Data. I mean, uh, Insurrection's fun, fun, but. A fountain of youth and how that factors into Asimov's laws. You know, yeah. is this, do you use this to protect people? Or do you use this or do you keep it an absolute secret because this will be uh, the end? It's, it's, it's a crazy one. Insurrection, I don't hate it. I have fun with it. Insurrection feels like a season six finale. Not, not a yeah. feature film. That, <laughs> yeah, that's right? kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, well, shit. Hey, thank you so much. This is a... Yeah. Uh, this Gotta has been my me- 90 minutes uh, uh, baby free. Good seeing everybody. Scott, <laughs> Dan, you guys are just, you still got it. <laughs> Asshole. You still got it. <laughs> um, I will probably be back soon because I'm actually going to have something to pitch here shortly. Um, and, well, and we'll here, she's going to wrap up in like 20 minutes, but. Here we go. No, 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 no. I mean, like, like at, at a later date. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no, Nate. It hits me in this show. Once every five this years. Episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, we all got nothing but time now, so. That's true. 
That's not true. <laughs> well, sorry. Actually, I don't. I'm fucking shit I have to do still. What I mean is we don't go anywhere anymore. For fun. Yeah, I don't know that I did a lot of that in the first place, but that's that's okay. That's fine. I can't I help you, people. I... I'm trying to give you something here. I know. <laughs> I think once I realize I don't necessarily have to have something to do. Uh, and mm. That just took a lot of the anxiety off of not working. Right. Do whatever I want. I do what I want. Yep. I mean, that's not a bad way to go about it. Okay, I watch TV when I want. I play video games when I want. I decide if and what to cook when I want. <laughs> you are doing a lot more cooking. Yes. And, and thus cleaning. Um, Mm, me too. Mm. <laughs> More than you were before? Yes. I'm not sure how that works, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah. I, uh, Magic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, and learning how to grow. Uh, it's just something I'm not particularly good at. I think it's just, I think it's just the same, or it's this weird lack of patience that I, I don't have inside the kitchen, but just because it's grilling and I've done it very infrequently, I... I, 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 I forget the basics of, you know, making food hot and cooked instead of cold and raw. Um, Norm said he'll offer to help. <laughs> uh, thank you, Norm. Um, but yeah, my guess is I just have to be a little bit more patient about like when I can put the food on the grill and how long it needs to be there. Right. Um, I don't know why I'm, I'm being weird about it. Just remember, you want to taste the meat, not the heat. Oh, well, it's a gas grill, so. That's Oh, no, yeah, the propane. You're right. right. Ah, yay. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, is just a, a hand-me-down from the previous homeowners. They're like, you want that grill? We're not going to take it. Oh, we that's cool. Yeah, the free grill. Although fr- I, although what? charcoal gives you better flavor than, than gas. Charcoal's so. a bigger pain in the ass. It does take a bit more work, you know, but the flavor's better. Um, mm. I'm, I'm happy with it. Especially because it was free. I've not, but the, it's but my, the first grill I've owned uh, as a as a as a as an adult. The one at your parents' house doesn't count, you know. Right, you're doing adult cooking now. Woo! Well, yeah. I've, been doing, I've been doing that for a long time. <laughs> that I was doing at my parents' house. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, you know, they were at work. Someone has to feed the family. <laughs> Uh, I think that might be the show. I can't think of anything else this week. We may have to wrap it up. We actually covered quite a bit of stuff tonight. Yeah, we did. That was good comic talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what we have planned on for next week. We're just kind of making it all up now because we really don't have a comic segment anymore. Mm-hmm. We're running out of shows. We'll figure stuff out. CW shows are going to be back this month, apparently. Oh, wow. I think, I think they're going to have like one or two, but not a whole lot. Yeah. Well, perfect timing because I'm almost caught up. Yeah, and uh, uh, do you guys both have? Do you guys both have Hulu? Yep. I don't. Oh shit! Why? What we do in the shadow season two starts tonight. Oh, mm. tonight! Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Done. So it's live. If you have Hulu live, you get it live. If not, it's on FX Hulu the next day. So. Oh, uh, I don't pay. I don't pay for live, but I, I can wait a day. Yeah, me too. No, that's not your watering glass. Um. What was I gonna? I'm still 
sorting out uh, tabletop simulator. I don't know if you guys. Oh right, yeah, we're trying to bring back the the game stuff. Yep. I have to figure out how to do that and zoom it and yeah, all those things. It could be tricky, but we'll figure something out. I, I did the dumb thing of where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just create an account on Steam and I'll buy this thing. And then Merrick reminded me I already had an account on Steam. So now I have two accounts. And I have to figure out how to merge. Uh. I sent in a request to merge them because my other Steam account has Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh. Which we ought to do that as an episode. <laughs> oh, man, I'd be down for that. I have no idea how we could stream that and record it. I'll bet we could figure it out. It'll just be a lot of us like, oh, no, hit the, no, that controller. We're fucking dead. <laughs> I, I think we, we should play one of the missions and we would all have to kind of be in character. Well, Bean's the captain in my Star Trek game, so she could be the captain of our ship. I is a role model, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to snicker at that. Yes, I did. <laughs> we all did a little bit. It's fine. A little, little, little bit. A little bit. That's fine. Well, we should wrap up the show, guys. Thanks, everybody, for, uh, for sitting in on the chat right now and watching and listening to us and chatting away. That's always fun. Uh, big thanks to Nate. Came in to talk about comics and his really awkward uh, film commentaries, which are always hilarious. Um, speaking of commentaries, we should try to figure out how to do one of those again. That'd be good. Uh, Netflix watch party. Yep. Yeah, maybe that. Or we just all sync up and then you know zoom it. Uh, I was on a Zoom call where we sort of tried that. You can you can like fire up uh, a streaming app. And yeah. do screen share, but the audio doesn't carry over. Oh. Well, maybe we'll do the, the Netflix thing. Yeah. I just got to figure out how to get... Uh, well, I'll look at it at the end. I'll figure something out. All right. All right. Well, with that being said, I'm Aaron Duran. Bye, Rita. <laughs> and I'm... Manju Butt. Manju's <laughs> human. Also known as Cable. Also known as Cable. And we will talk to everybody next week. Watch over six. I'm huge. Bye.